I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. And on this episode, we have a fan that emailed us with some cool, supernatural, we'll see how spooky they get stories. It's Christina. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And Christina, how did you find out about Real Hauntings? I have two passions in life and the supernatural is one of them. So I was really, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I have ADD and I usually jump around, but I hit yours and I have just, I was blown away. So I stayed with you. Awesome. That's probably because all of us have ADHD. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to like every topic all the time, which is I'm, great. I'm actually looking at a, a bottle of Adderall right oh now. Oh my God. So. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I'm prescribed. It's prescribed. I follow my doctor's <laughs> advice. <so. laughs> uh, well, Christina, so you've listened to some episodes. Is there any that you really like your favorite one so far you've listened to? I like the one with Devin in it, the one that had the two parts. I just listened to the one with Kat with um, a little boy, the one who was talking about your grandma, Mary. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that was interesting. And I like Purple Mommy, too. 
So that was one of the scariest ones. For People me. are drawn to that one. We keep getting feedback on purple. And mommy. the alien one, I, you know, because the way she put her story out there, it was just very to the point. I really enjoyed her story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's interesting. You should check out her TikTok if you ever have a few minutes. She's got a lot of interesting stories. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And as you know, when we have guests on the podcast, we like to kind of find out where they are on the believometer, how much they actually believe in ghosts. Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? Okay. Well, what are you defining as a ghost? Like, is that something paranormal, like energy that kind of crosses over into our realm? Like, is that kind of yeah, I, I've always explained it like the scale is kind of your own personal view of what you think spirits or ghosts are or whatever you're trying to convey to us during like while we get to chat today. Um, to me, like it's all kind of the same, like the spirits, the feelings, the the haunted stories, all of it in my head right now is kind of all the same. I would say a 10 and that's just basing it on the fact that I know that there's energy ghosts that are interacting with us. So I guess the energy that's not supposed to be in our realm when they're interacting, that would be a ghost. So yeah, a 10. But you don't necessarily believe ghosts are like, um, like Patrick Swayze doing like a pottery class or something or like, I think honestly, out of all of the different people in spiritualism, um that I've talked to what I would say is there's different degrees there's like a residual yes I do believe that maybe certain during certain times if you're going through a loss a loved one can come to you like that I don't think it was like that you know like with the pottery but I think that some can contact you I think that from a lot of the learning that I've done with religion as well some of them some of the energy's never been human so, and also people spit off energy and they say that kind of manifests like a poltergeist. So it really just depends on the situation and what you're dealing with. But I do think that there's intelligent consciousness all around us that can interact. So does that kind of make sense? Yeah. So like, it's not like it can, you know, your view of a ghost, if I'm, if let me know if I'm, I've got this right. It's like a ghost could be an individual who's passed on and is like revisiting someone, but also just like kind of this uh, universal energy um, that maybe was never connected to like an individual person, but it's just well, like that exists. Yes, that's true. I guess, I, I guess I'm, maybe I'm articulating it. So basically, you know how people say that there are demons and then you have ghosts, you know, some are helpful and, you know, other ghosts are causing mischief. Well, the theory is, if I understand um, correctly, that when you pass your consciousness, where you're at in soul evolution, that's, you know, where you are on the spirit realm. So, but you also have things that have never been, you know, here as a soul to go on. And they say that's like, the devil a demon but i don't understand really where it comes from i just know it's never been human and i guess i'm basing everything when i'm learning from religion as well mm-hmm. gotcha well i know um, one thing i was interested by in the email that you sent over kind of going over some of the your spiritual i can never say that word going over your journey with the spirit world let's just put it like that you have talked to a variety of people who 
would consider themselves specialists in that realm. But before we get into those individuals, what kind of started this journey for you? How old were you when you first had your first like supernatural experience? So I think I was always sensitive. I don't remember a lot from when I was young, except like one thing is like when I would sleep at night, it would always have to be on my stomach. And if I, I would feel scared at night and always recite the Our Father, and I just always felt sensitive. I was, I could never be in the dark at all. Um, then going through life, certain things happen, what people would call a coincidence, or I felt like I would know things or feelings. And then I had my daughter and it was a little bit more, but in 2012, is like when things really went crazy. It wasn't just like once in a while things happen or I would know something or, you know what I mean? It, it was like very out of my comfort zone. It was like very, it was very difficult. Okay. So like fairly recent in the grand scheme of when people have supernatural experiences, a lot of times we hear people talk about they were children or you know, 10, 11, 12, when they had their kind of first significant experiences. Can you walk us through some of those experiences from 2012? Okay. So in 2012, it all started, um, I bought this town home. It had only been lived in like, you know, I think for a year and the owner moved. So it was very brand new. It just been built. Um, it was in a beautiful subdivision so it was always weird in this townhome, like the front door would open, just little things like, I don't know, you couldn't put your finger on it. So then fast forward a little bit, you know, further, it was about mid 2012 and my daughter um, had her boyfriend over, they were in high school and we had a little dog and the dog was going crazy in the entryway. So I kind of picked him up, you know, when he was shaking and I looked over and I saw my daughter's boyfriend's backpack lift up off the ground and a shadow go. And I remember saying, I know I just saw that backpack move, but I wasn't going to say anything in front of the kids. But then they were standing behind me and saw the whole thing. And I was kind of, thank God, because I was a little bit nervous. So that same night, um, it was about two in the morning. I was on the computer and I heard like, Thumping, it sounded like something being thrown against like the hallway wall. And the townhome is like two story. Mm -hmm. So for two weeks, I had a pair of, you know, three pairs of flip flops on the banister. They hadn't moved. So when I went out there, they had been thrown across the hallway. Oh I was God. so scared. I went to go call like 911 and realized what was they going to say? But, right. you know, then I calmed down. And then after that, it was just, I don't know what happened in that town home. The energy changed. Lots of things happened. I ended up getting like really, really sick, probably about 2013 going forward. And the doctor really couldn't figure out what was wrong. And during all that time, I felt like I was just get, being worn down and things were happening in the house. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I had to make like a list. So I could go like in order. Yes, level it. Can I just, before uh, you move on to the next one, I just want to ask like when this backpack started levitating and you're you're like trying to kind of play it cool and not freak out uh, your daughter, or her boyfriend, but what did they say uh, when they saw that? My daughter was like, oh my God, the backpack moved. And then, you know, but everybody kind of talked about it for a second and that was the end of the story. 
I don't yeah. know why it wasn't like we were, I think I was more shocked and didn't let on if they were, they didn't let on. But as stuff happened later on, my daughter, I noticed would, she avoided it at all costs. So like avoid talking about that kind of thing. She will a little bit, but like, for instance, I was standing in the foyer and I was on the phone with a coworker and I would, you know, how you have keys on the rings at the front door. Uh -huh. I'm watching the ring continuously spin and I'm just standing there watching. And I said, if I wasn't watching this, I wouldn't believe it. And it wasn't losing momentum. And my daughter heard me on the phone. And by the time I had finished my sentence, she had her backpack and was out the front door. She just... Yeah yeah no 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 like I no possessions today <laughs> well i can see why you're a 10 on the scale those are pretty significant i mean jj i feel like if or cat as well i feel like if any of us saw a backpack floating in our room that's all we would talk about for the rest of our lives oh i oh it gets way worse <gasps> oh my goodness what a tease okay let's hear the way worse <laughs> So I'll tell you while my mind's there, because I'll jump all over. Remember, I have ADD. That's why I made a list. But one time, so I ended up becoming engaged. And my fiance, big guy, 6'5", not scared of anything. You know, I'm trying to tell him some of the things going on. And I don't know if it's like he, I think he believed me, but it was kind of those one of those things I have to see it. But skipping back to my daughter, my daughter was in the kitchen cooking. Um, in this town home and all of a sudden I heard her scream and we found her on the floor and my fiance carried her upstairs I we thought she had passed out and she kept saying to me mom I knew something was coming and she was 18 at this time so mom I you know I knew something was coming and I thought I could get back to my room it made no sense and then we put her in bed and she was like out for the rest of the day it was really weird but I noticed that the kitchen, bathrooms, and the foyer all seemed to be mm, the areas that just had something scary. I don't know. That's the only way I can explain it. Like the energy felt scary or your intuition yeah. was that this is scary? And the energy all changed in 2012. And the only thing that I could liken it to, because I do a lot of research and look at people's stories. And one constant is when you do any kind of construction or rearrange something in a home, the basic bones or whatever, it can stir up energy. I don't know why, but it is a constant that you do see over and over. So I had a weird flood from my neighbor and we had just had all the floors ripped up before all this happened. So I don't know if that was a catalyst that made everything kind of crescendo even more, mm -hmm. but it was, it, yeah, it was mm. a lot. And so your fiance, did he have any experiences that made him become a believer? He did. So, uh, and was he, he one before he met you? I don't think he had ever had anything in his life. Maybe at college, he had one experience, but what happened for him was in the long and short of it, I was having terrible mood swings in the house, you know, thank gosh, she was such a lovely person, but I kept trying to tell him what was going on. And one night he was in the, the kitchen by himself and in the pantry, all the appliances are up there with the cords wrapped up, you know, it was very meticulous. Mm -hmm. And he said he heard something weird and he opened the pantry and all the cords were down swinging in unison. 
it totally freaked him out. Oof, that's that's pretty weird. Yeah, that is so scary. And then when he was sleeping, he told me that he woke up and there was like a mist over him. So he, it totally freaked him out then. And he's very, he has a very strong faith. So for him, he just prayed that's something that you would do. And it was gone, he said. Yeah. But what does that mean? I mean, I know what a mist is, but like, it, just, the way it was like a, a black mist over him. Hmm. Okay. And if, if I ever come on again, I'll talk him into coming on and he can tell because there was other stuff that happened to him. But once we were together in the bedroom and we were having a disagreement and we're both just standing there and out of nowhere, a white rose just rolled across the floor. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I was like, did you see that? And he said, I did. And that was like the last we spoke of it. <laughs> That's was, one way to end an argument. Yeah. yeah well, and I, I almost want to say, I felt like that was a sign. I do believe we have guardian angels and energies around us. That was a sign for me not to be so contrary and let it go. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I was totally being, you know, a female about something, but it was very weird. What's, was there already a white rose in the bedroom or did it manifest yeah. itself? No, it okay. didn't. And it, it was sitting in a corner. So I had been working on a flower arrangement for somebody's wedding. Wow. And there it went, a white rose right across the floor. Okay, that makes me feel slightly better. I thought like a, a ghost was just nowhere. like, yeah, just like, and the next time we got in an argument and a white dove flew across the room, I'd be like, all right, guys, we need to move out of this <laughs> I felt there was always something good and then there was something bad if that makes any sense Mm, okay do do you or have you ever had like a reoccurring something happen to you pretty consistently like some people see the same numbers or they see pennies or butterflies numerology is a huge um I've studied a long time it's a huge part for me I think that Everything has like a numerical value. That's why, you know, we have binary code. And I think it's a universal language, you know, numbers would be. But um, so sevens follow me before I, um, for the past month, five, 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 like that's always been the case for me, always. But it changes depending on what period I'm in. Interesting. What, I mean, so you've studied numerology. I know like seven has a lot of, significance although I'm not really sure like what exactly it is and like what it does like 555 have any kind of like meaning that you've uncovered in your studies well it's funny because five always means change but 555 started showing up um even more after my grandson was born because he was born on five five so I liken it maybe that is why but um, it does mean balance and change. So in seven, it, you know, it means spiritual. It's a, a connection to the spiritual. Um, like that's my life path number as well. So that basically, you know, you're always in seek of spiritual knowledge. You want to know the who, what, why, when I'm here, you know, anything that you can get your hands on. So I skip all over to different religions and numerology also taught me there's a guy named Hans de Coes, and I, I think he's German, but he spent 40 years putting together a numerology um, 
you know, website. And basically with this, you can put in your birthday, your name, and this spits out probably about 40 to 50 numbers that tells you everything about your higher self, your subconscious. It tells you your fears, what your life path is supposed to be. Um, it really can be helpful. And it even breaks it down as you go forward in life, kind of give you tools of, you know, a direction to take or if you're kind of lost in life. But he also developed something like, say, for instance, you lost your pen and you can't find it. And he put in numbers where you punch in eight of them real quick without thinking, and it'll spit out information of where to find it because it's hidden in the subconscious. So I used it with two coworkers and it worked. It really did. One had lost the earring and I can't remember what the other one lost. See, JJ, you didn't need Adderall. You just needed numbers. I I will not give away the um the Adderall, but I am gonna try that numerology thing because Lord knows I need I need the help finding it is and start with the free calculator online and do like your life path and stuff. Yeah, interesting. This might be like more of a personal question, but do you find like since experiencing all these things, it's influenced you more in your faith or vice versa? Like has your have you always kind of like been like faith has been a, been a part of you that helps you like be more aware of this stuff or vice versa. So I was a confirmed Catholic, you know, because that's what I was told to do. Um, but when I was in church, it's a very odd story. I was always like asking questions. I couldn't be an altar girl. I couldn't, you know, there were certain things. Then I watched the exorcist and like was totally freaked out and went to see the priest. And he kept saying, well, it's not real. They don't do that. Well, I wasn't dumb. And I went through, you know, the, I, they had, you know, records that you could look up with the Catholic church. And I was like, well, you're actively doing exorcisms right now. Like I questioned everything. I think he hated me. I didn't really, I went through the motions of that religion, but it didn't make sense. Yeah. So yeah. as I, I always knew there was God and I think, after like the 2012, I really dove in spiritually to anything I could get my hands on so I could find what I believe. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. That's awesome. I'm, that's so cool of you to just question everything based on like the exorcist or being able to feel comfortable asking him those questions. Cause it's true. It's like, we need some transparency here. Christina, I know you said that these events changed you forever in the email that you sent over. You also mentioned that there were some positive and negative events or things that maybe felt a little unsafe in the home. I know you mentioned the backpack and some other things. Was there anything else kind of monument monumental that happened in that town home? Like, well, yeah. So the fire alarms would always go off at three in the morning. Like, even if we weren't there, because we were splitting our time between Atlanta and Tampa, and I had a roommate, you know, staying there when me and my fiance were out, and we would get phone calls, and she's like, every alarm is going off in the house, and I don't know how to get it off. It was, it would happen all the time. Um, you would always hear people walking up and down the stairs, and my stepdaughter told me that things would fly off her dresser, and it would happen, you know, and let's see what else happened. One time I found a can of corn sitting in the middle of the stairs and I was the only one staying in the townhome at the time. Totally freaked me out. That's uh -huh. like the funniest ghost prank I've heard though. Like, I'm just going to leave this can, can of corn on the stairs. See you <laughs> later. Yeah. And then 
when I went to go get the mail one night, it was late and I was a night owl because I'd be writing at that time. So I went to the mailbox and, you know, it's like one of those, you, you know, community mailboxes, everybody's in the same area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there and I know what I saw, but it was off to the right of me. It was like gold light in a human form. It was the weirdest thing. And I jumped and started shaking and then it was gone, but I didn't feel scared. It wasn't, it was just, it, it, I don't know seeing something standing there like in your peripheral and then as you turn you know it was there yeah it was very freaky yeah that almost sounds like a religious event i feel like golden light in the human form and i like maybe because i was having such a tough time i do feel because it was a very i was very very sick at that time Mm. and we didn't know what was happening like i'd be in the hospital with heart problems and they're running every test. And I have like a team of doctors, like, we don't know what's wrong, you know, but they know that I'm sick. It was just very weird, Hmm. very weird. I feel like JJ, you say this a lot, but the thing that makes me think so much about our world and our universe is like, they're like our, how do I explain this? Like, we don't know if we're seeing all the things that are there, right? Like you are so, I'm so glad you said that. Because I'm going to share a story with you. I work for a wonderful doctor. She is the most um, balanced person. She's not somebody with too much ego or too little. She's just, you know, very balanced in when you can ask questions and not that I know everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have patients who have mental illness, and one was a schizophrenic, and he was telling us about what he had seen a mermaid. And so I'm listening to her talk to him. And when she was done, I asked her, I was like, well, how do you know he's hallucinating and not really seeing a mermaid? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't. I just want to know he can handle what he's seeing. So that made sense to me. So, you know, somebody like that to at least acknowledge that we don't know. And there's a show that I really wanted to bring up to you guys um, to watch. Because I think you all should, should add a segment where you you know, critique a new ghost show. Oh, that would Ooh. be fun for maybe our Patreon subscribers. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I would be terrified, but I guess I could do it. Yeah, Cat <laughs> loves scary. So, well, there's a sh- there's two shows. Have you ever seen Paranormal Caught on Camera and Paran- Unexplained Caught on Camera? Mm-mm. Oh. Uh. I like Unexplained Caught on Camera more because the European version shows more and you get to meet the people who took the videos, but the videos are so profound because they're everything from what people think are aliens and you get to talk to them and see, you know, where their heads are at. Mm-hmm. And it can be pretty extreme, but like there was a set of young boys, one twelve, and like, I think one six, and they kept telling their parents something was happening in the bedroom and the parents blew them off. And so finally dad got sick of it and put a camera in his son's bedroom and didn't tell him. So the older son's in bed, you see the brother come in and wake him up and say, can I sleep with you? And he says, something's in my room. So he gets in the bed. It's silent for a second. And I'm not kidding you. Like within moments, the blinds are going up and down. The lights are flickering. It was just like pandemonium. And finally this, you know, this dad caught it. There's so much caught on camera now because we're living in the age of big brother. Yeah, but it's yeah. good because I think it gives an understanding and people a voice to be able to say this is happening and not be scared. 
But I would love to hear your opinions on when you watch them because that's the beauty of it. Everybody has like a different opinion of what they're seeing. But there's some really profound videos on that. Interesting. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that for sure. You mentioned also that you had some psychic events. Can you tell us about those? Like the ones that probably were like um, the worst was I did have a family member die. I knew when my daughter was going to be hurt. Um, I had a premonition before my pops died, which is uh, add into the story. It was like about two months I was in the car and kind of fell asleep. And I do this weird dreaming. And my daughter woke me up and said, you have been crying. And then fast forward a couple of weeks, I knew I was at a grave site and saw him die, but I just didn't say anything. Then I'm standing on the front porch and I'll never forget the day. It was like, um, it was September 30th. And I'm on the phone with my fiance who's in Georgia and out of nowhere, a penny falls out of nowhere. And I totally flipped out. I couldn't believe that it happened. And it was the night that he died that this happened. After that, pennies started showing up everywhere. And then one day I was staying with a friend, which a lot of stuff happened at her house too. Um, I was standing reading a text message to my friend and my fiance. And out of nowhere, they both saw a quarter smacked right into the phone. I thought it shattered the phone. It was the weirdest thing. Can you manifest bitcoins? Because if we're doing coins, I'll take lotto numbers, all kinds of stuff. But wow, that's that's really interesting. I've now I've heard of, as JJ mentioned, like pennies being significant, but I've never really, at least on this podcast, I haven't heard from anybody who has seen currency just kind of appear out of nowhere. That's pretty wild. It, It really helped the fact that I had two people of sound mind in the room when that happened. But it was also, and it goes to show sometimes how unaware we are. I was sitting in the room another night with those same people and I looked over and saw the rocking chair going crazy. Neither of them noticed it and I pointed it out and they're like, oh yeah, it is rocking. But it turned out it was her sister's who had passed away that rocking chair, but all of us were sitting in a room with a rocking chair going and just, you know, barely noticing it. Wow. It was weird. wow. You have had a lot of experiences. So you had these things happen. And I know that since you, you wanted to know more, right? So you, you sought out the help from others. Can you tell us about some of these individuals that you spoke to? So I went to, um, it started with me going, um, first I saw Merkaba. That was after I left the town home because I was so shaken and when we were living in Atlanta, stuff would still happen in the apartment. But I went and saw Merkaba, who told me that I was a sensor, a, a Merkaba. Yeah. yeah. Is basically a, a term for a spiritualist who she's a channel of the divine energy, who she works with chakras, um, you know, tarot, a lot of meditation, things like that. She ended up telling me that I was sensitive and doing a lot of work on me and kind of teaching me how to protect myself. So um, then when I moved back, you know, to Florida, um, some really crazy stuff happened in a house that we rented, which I went to saw a Reiki master to have my energy worked on. And then I went and saw a Shaw woman to kind of help spiritually guide me through all the madness because I was just overwhelmed because it all happened in such a short period that 
I was just overwhelmed with all this activity. And I, I thought maybe because I had gone through a tough period that I was, you hear that you attract, like where you're emotionally at is what you attract to you. So I kind of felt like that had something to do with it. So at that point, I was just seeking any guidance so I could have a little bit of peace. Yeah. And when we moved into this beach house, it was on Siesta Key, beautiful beach house. Um, things happened in that house that it was up even more. Um, so one time I was, you know, painting my nails. I have all these rings, you see? So the next morning, my husband and I had to be, you know, to the airport. So I got up and I got out of bed and noticed my engagement ring was in the middle of the bed and thought, how did it come off my finger? Mm -hmm. I looked down, all my rings were gone, like this many rings. Wow. So we're looking everywhere for them. And he's like, we got to go. And I was like, okay, we left. When we came back, all those rings were laying across the floor when we walked in. And it was just the two of you in there at that time? That's bizarre. Oh, that is so strange. And Christina's nodding her head yes to yes. the audience. I was very sensitive to anything at that time because even, and this is another weird thing. So we had gotten a cat, Keanu, and a voice, and I know it sounds weird, but a voice said to me, keep him in tonight. We would let him out. And I kept him in, and thank God I did because a rabid raccoon was at our window that night. Oh my but I don't know what the voice, it was just that inner voice that tells you what to do. And I was hearing that a lot. And then I would, I was showering and my fiance had a college friend over. They were in the living room. So I'm showering and hear the toilet flushing. So I yell out for him and we didn't, when he didn't answer, I was like, okay, I can do this quick. I looked out, he wasn't there. I threw in a robe and I flew out of there. And they both were sitting. I don't think they did it. And it happened to me again. So in that same bathroom, I'd be getting ready and I'd always be enveloped and cold. So, you know, little things like moving, all that kind of stuff happened. My dreams were very weird. But the biggest thing that happened to me was, and this is why I went and saw, you know, a Shaw woman and a Reiki master. I was home alone and I was in the spare bathroom running a bath. And I went to go pull the shower curtain back and it ripped out of my hand and pulled back. Oh my gosh. And the thing is the fear set in because in my mind, I was trained that this is impossible to happen. And that was really the first time when I was well and not, you know, worn down from sickness that I was very aware what was going on. It scared me. So the reaction was visceral. When I tell you I was shaking, I ran to the kitchen the first thing I thought was to call my daughter. And I was so scared that I couldn't even get words out. She thought there had been an accident. But as I'm trying to talk to her and God is my witness, this is what happened. Because I was so scared. Mm -hmm. Shaking whatever was there touched my hand and brought me from being totally freaked out to calm. It was, it was a tingling feeling like, and I've picked up on energy before. That's how I know. Like, it's like a a little vibration, you feel tingling, but this is me going from completely hysteria to being completely okay and knew everything was okay. So the thing that like scared <clears throat> you and ripped the curtain out of your hand also wanted you to be calm, you think? So, and this is my theory. Um, my mom died 
she died of cancer. And when she died, I always joked with her, let me know, you know, you're okay. And she says, I'll haunt you in the bathroom. And I was oh. like, don't do that. But a couple months before I went and stayed at my brother's and I slept on my mom's old bed and I had the weirdest dream that I was sitting in a bathroom on a toilet, hands were coming out. It was like a green tent, like I was being haunted in the bathroom. I never made the connection until that happened. And they were able to, if it was my mom, I don't know. I just know what I felt and it was all feeling. So that's when I went and saw you know, Zan, that's her name. And she has like 40 years experience. She's a shawl woman. And she kind of looked at me and said, yeah, you know, you got a lot going on and you have to learn how to control it and deal with it. And so that's what I started doing. Well, I don't want any ghosts leaving upper deckers in my house. So if you need to haunt me, please find another way to come Well, for me. now on, like as, as a joke, I'll be like, if you do die before me, Please like bring me a flower in the morning or make me make me some <laughs> eggs. Do not yeah. haunt me somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I know you scare easily. So I do. I, yeah. I would not um... but I realize like that's just me <laughs> being like too wound up. I need to just maybe drink less coffee. I think it's okay to be scared easy. I mean it's it's scary, right? That's the I know, yeah, but like word. he'll just yesterday he I was talking about how I don't want to be so reactive, like to scary things like not even scary things just like jumpy mm -hmm. and he was like do you want me to practice like should we do some exposure therapy and I was like I guess so and literally five seconds later he just goes ah like that's all you did yeah and it like shook me and I'm like what is <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me yeah, the door just opened you. behind you Stop. No, no, listeners, Noah is full of shit. <laughs> but you want to know what's funny? Noah, you always talk about the spider, right? Yes. So, and that's what I'll segue into this really quick because I would really, and I know it's going to seem so far fetched when you watch the show, but I want you to get into some of it. Have you ever heard of Amy Allen and Dead Files? Mm -hmm. Um, what channel is, what does Dead Files come on? That sounds familiar. Or is it an online? Uh, I think it's either, I think it's Discovery. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of it. So Amy Allen is probably one of the most, uh, she's brilliant. And what she sees in our realm, I mean, she has this site. Um, she has studied religion, um, psychology. She was, you know, studied by William Rowell, who's one of the leading parapsychologists. So when she goes into a house, she can see the imprints of energy, what's going on in detail, because there are some locations where people get sick or something's going on and there, there's no help. Nobody's going to believe them. But she is so profound about going in and telling you everything she sees. And she mentions the spider a lot. And right. so, but it is, it's something of an energy, but she either can tell you how to get rid of it and knows everything from what a chaos magician is to a psychic. Well, I felt like something moved off to the right of me, but I don't know. <laughs> like, my face right now is like, what happened? <laughs> I was about to ask, but then I was like, I don't it know. It did, and it was a sound, but I don't know. 
just see a backpack go floating across the camera. I know, right? That would, or, or looking over my shoulder. That's like the worst thing when I would FaceTime my fiance. If he looked over my shoulder, I would swear something was behind me and totally freak out. Yeah, that's something that has not happened on this podcast yet is us seeing something in the background of someone else's uh, room. Yeah. Well, if you want to prevent that, so I learned about protection, but because you do do this, and I'm not going to lie, I have them all in my room, but if you took selenite and um, tourmaline and put it in the corner of every room in your house, it's like a grid that nothing can get through. Wait, cell, I, I don't know what either of those. Cellulite things. and dermacrine. I'll, I'll email you, I'll email it to you. You can get it off Amazon. I learned, that's one of the protection things I learned. Are those crystals? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Were, were there other like protection things you learned that have been helpful? Yes. So I'm an avid sager. Okay. Um, and I do, you know, kind of like a protection, like I take a moment to meditate. I was really deep in, you know, to meditation because that's where like I was calm and like a lot of this didn't bother me as much. You know, I don't know what it is about meditation, but it just, yeah. So, and also I know it's weird, but um, I'll burn frankincense resin like every couple of months. It's like the most, it's what they brought Jesus, you know, but it's the most powerful thing to cleanse and protect your home. And it made sense when I was learning from these different spiritualists um, I even went to work with a doctor from Israel who he, you know, practiced full, well-rounded integrative medicine from Western to meditation, but he would sage me at work. You know, that's what he did. He knew to keep the energy clear because there's always that residue and it really helps like our, you know, our mental health, like even at work, you know, like I told the doctor and my director was like, I'm going to put stones in the corners, you know, for good energy. Yeah. Do you find that when your anxiety is higher, that the paranormal experiences are more frequent? Yes, it depends. If I am at a good place and everything's calm, um, my experiences are more what I would call synchronicities or, you know, good things. But when I went through that dark period, the couple of years when and I just feel something happened in that house, hmm. but it took me a while to get over it. But it, yeah, it was pandemonium. That's, like, interesting. that's, that's the period that you were uh, going through this like mysterious illness. Mm -hmm. Are you still what? dealing with that or is that done? So the funny thing is it's, it picked up again. And during the pandemic, I wasn't feeling well. And then when I got my blood work, the doctor had looked at my thyroid levels and he's like, I've never, he goes, as a doctor, seeing these numbers. So it was like really, really high, which I would have been hypo. Like he didn't even know I was, how I was functioning, but mm. I was. So I don't know what caused it. I went through a lot of death during that pandemic. It was just, so I don't know. I wouldn't say I had paranormal experiences. It was, I felt like a lot of sadness and tragedy. Again, I was wore down. Mm. But once I, you know, was able, it's almost like recovering spiritually is how I would explain it. I had time to heal and, you know, start meditating and getting into practice. But yeah, it well, goes I mean, and ebbs and flows. Working in the medical field, I think, I know some people that 
you know, I've had to work hands-on even with like COVID patients and stuff in my family. And I mean, that's, it's been a really stressful time for everybody that's had to do that for sure. Whenever I hear people talk about protection, I don't know if any of you all were fans of King of the Hill, but I just think of Bobby Hill and that episode of That's My Purse where he knees everybody in the growing area. Nope. Just me. Nope. Just you. All right. Once again, uh, another great reference by Noah. Somebody out there is hearing that. That one person, they're like, oh yeah, I enjoyed. I know I know that meme. That's my purse. Um, whatever. Uh <laughs> well, Christina, we're kind of getting close to our hour. And of course, we do appreciate you coming on. This has been a fascinating conversation. Yeah. There are some episodes that tend to stick with me, and I, I think about them a lot. And I think this is gonna be one of those episodes. We've got about nine or 10 minutes left. Is there anything else we haven't covered that you'd like to jump into real quick? I'm trying here. I'll look really quick. I try <laughs> to write everything down. Oh, you know what? When we, we were recently in New Orleans. Oh, when I go to hotels, it's like always a total magical experience. But when we went to New Orleans, like for the first time, and in our bedroom, we're sitting there and we were watching ghost stories, you know, obviously. And all of a sudden, and I'll have to find the video, the lights just going on and off, on and off. And oh. then my husband was able to film like the zipper on my purse moving. It was what? Yeah, it was interesting. Wow. You have a fascinating life with the supernatural for sure. That is, that is some scary stuff. Well, I'm so happy that you decided to reach out because your Me stories too. are really great. So um oh i feel like i'm gonna be thinking about that all night the rose and yeah everything the backpack i'm gonna be staring at your backpack jj oh waiting for it to lift. i know i'm gonna be like if someone's here lift his backpack and i'm gonna be like you won't do it i bet you won't and then they so won't. much symbolism and all those stories like it's it was really interesting and Christina, one more thing before we get you out of here. Was there anything you wanted to plug on the podcast? No, just unconditional love. Everybody be good to each other. Awesome. I love that. What a, what a great ending. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. I'm Christina. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.